Today, jobless claim numbers are out, but not to worry. They're only like double the projections we were told that they would be. Uh, the doctor behind the coronavirus doomsday Imperial College study has revised his predictions. How about that? Also, Joe Biden has been accused of sexual assault. We've got a lot to get into. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Hope you'll join us. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield, uh, who I just made the awful, awful dad joke that we cannot see. We can't see him. We can just see his camo shirt. Just a floating head. I prefer it that way. Stay under the radar. (laughs) And then I come on this show and I'm above the radar. And then we've got uh, Yaku Buyans, filmmaker extraordinaire and uh, fellow of the Falkirk Center. Yaku Buyans. Glad to be here here. with the Warriors. He's in camo. He's in war mode. I like it. He is in war it's mode. It's a war. As, as as a war. It is a like war right now. As he should be. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Let's talk jobless claims. So we were told that uh, they may be, oh, you know, around one million jobless claims that we would see happen uh, by the end of the week. Oh, no. Not to panic here, guys. It's just that nearly 3.3 million people filed new jobless claims over the past week. This is, of course, an astronomical jump from the previous week. And uh, it's not what they thought it would be. It's actually way, way more. Uh, And just for context here, during the Great Recession, the highest number of weekly jobless claims was only 665,000. The all-time record. 695,000 from October 1982. Um, But, you know, that's what happens when you force people not to go to work. I mean, even though the projection, the projection was half of what it ended up being. But even that, it's like, yeah, guys, what what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, and the people that are projecting... Look, the markets knew it. The markets had already taken it into account. I think the Dow's up 1,300 points Mm -hmm. as of this taping right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, there's going to be 3 million. There's going to be more next week. I mean, when you shut the economy down on one day, see, this is like nothing we've seen before. You know, the Great Depression or or 2008, the country was sick. We were in trouble. We had been in trouble for a while. This was building. This goes from the greatest economy this country's ever seen to the worst overnight. And so, of course, people are going to run and file for unemployment. But I would also make the argument, once this is over, and I think it's going to be sooner than everybody's telling you, mm-hmm. once it's over, the boom will, will happen again. Do you think that it will be immediate, though? Because it's not, I mean, obviously the economy is not like a water faucet. You can't just turn it directly back onto the pressure well, that it and, was and, at before, right? people will not have the money they had now right. to spend, right? You've got to build it back up. savings. But it will be much quicker than coming out of 2008 Mm -hmm. because you're instantly opening back up every store like that, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody opens their doors. Everybody has to go back to work the moment they get the okay. And I'm with President Trump on saying this thing has to happen sooner than later. To me, the math still doesn't add up. I'm not saying corona is a hoax. It certainly is is a very dangerous disease. But the math does not add up to me. And the outrageousness of the news media and how far they're going to tell us that this is doom and gloom and everybody's going to die tells to me that something else is going on here. Mm. Yaku, what do you think? Look, the president said the, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. And of course, the numbers are skyrocketing. 
Of course it's out of control. This is what he's saying. He's going to open it back up. I know we are sooner than, than we think. And now you're seeing this overstating coming from all over, from the UK. It's later in the show we're going to talk about it. People have overestimated, overstated. Remember, though, the guy that's working at Pizza Hut, at Whataburger, at, you know, he's going to get his job back. The day it opens up, they're going to rehire. So a lot of this is going to level back out. A lot, you're going to get some equilibrium back. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be some atrophy. You know, we're going to take a minute to get back, but it's, a great, it's still the greatest economy you know, in the world on hold. Mm-hmm. Take it off hold. And I, I think, I want to make, make a prediction, if I may, on your show. Please. Watch the last six months of this year. I think we're going to explode. I think we're going to move faster because there's a passion to drive and to restore. Mm-hmm. The American family that's hurting right now is going to want to recover and restore. The business owner is going to want to recover and there's going to be diligence and they're going to work like crazy. I think we end this year really, really well economically. Yeah. And something else that's different from 2008 is private enterprise, specifically banks, have taken steps, proactive steps, to say, hey, we're going to let you not pay your mortgage for three months. I got a letter from my mortgage company. Just give us a call. You don't have to pay. No, no penalties, no late fees, mm-hmm. nothing on your credit. That didn't happen in 2008. No, you just right. give options to people not to pay their mortgage for three months. Why is that happening? Because even they understand that people will be out of work, but the moment they get back to work, they will be able to pay their bills. Yeah. Um, what would you say to people, because I have been hearing a lot of uh, people, you know, if you say we need to open the economy back up, uh, in response, I've been hearing a lot of people saying, well, you're putting profits over the lives of people. I mean, we have to look at the lives of people. And to me, I'm like, no, I'm factoring in the lives of people because if you have an economy, you have nothing. This is the lifeline of our entire country. This is the lifeline of our families. This is how we're able to provide and put food on the table. Um, And somehow we're not supposed to consider the fact that if the economy tanks, that's also going to destroy lives. Yaku? How can we say it's great for the lives of people Two months ago, when the economy is doing really well and all of a sudden wanting to return to a good economy, oh, you don't care about people. No, people need to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to look like downtown Los Angeles? Do you want it to look like a third world country where no one has food? Yeah. Where, where looting really happens because now mm-hmm. people are... No, of course we're thinking about the people. A strong economy benefits the people. It's not just about money. It's about stability and life protecting life in this country for what it is. The problem with government is it often takes a one-size-fits-all solution. And so they say, we're going to shut down the country. Well, why do you shut down some town in Montana that doesn't have any cases of COVID-19? And and you should take precautions in New York City where it apparently looks like it's exploding. One size does not fit all. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we get back to the business of letting local municipalities, the people make their own decisions about what's best for them, I think you'll start to see cities and towns want to and be hungry to get back to work. You cannot shut down this country for three months. You just can't do it. Sarah, I don't know about you, Grant. I have yet to, I've met a lot of people that are really fearful but even those that are fearful are not telling me, I don't want to work. Even the ones that are really fearful are not telling me, hey, I just want to stay off for three months. They're like, I got to go back to work. Yeah. We, we got to work. We got to do stuff. You know, we got to produce things in this country. And so, as I'm telling you, the people are ready. They're ready. And the president is right. And I really believe, I really believe, bypass over. This is me, just me speaking for me. Early, early April. Bypass over. 
watch. We're going to turn this thing and we're going to open it back up because more of these stories are going to come out and saying, well, yes, unemployment skyrocketing, but the case is not. I'm, I, I said something this morning on a, on a podcast. I said, in a civil war, there was blood in the street. And those boys had to stay positive and keep fighting for this country. Have you seen bodies falling all over? Are we seeing that? Are, are people sick? Yes. Have people died? Yes. But no more than... than Flew for crying out loud. Here's what's so interesting, though. There'll be those on the left that tell you, yes, bodies are falling. I hear doctors in New York City telling me that the emergency rooms are full, yet I've yet to really see actual evidence of this. I don't see people lying on the floors in hospitals in, in New York City. So again, I'm asking, where is it? Where is the evidence of this? Where is the proof? And I think every American out there is hungry. The math. For the math yeah. and someone they can trust. And so my history tells me I can't trust the mainstream media. I don't trust politicians. The bottom line on both sides of the aisle. You know who I do trust? I trust myself. And something tells me this does not add up. We have got to get back to work. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, trying to add all of this up, uh, the doctor, Neil Ferguson, the doctor behind the UK college study, the Imperial College study that painted this whole big doomsday scenario uh, for the coronavirus pandemic, now, all of a sudden, what is it, a week later? Now he holds a much more optimistic view. So last week, he had this whole model that he presented uh, to the government officials in the UK uh, that he said we have to shut down for 18 months to avoid, how many deaths did he say, 500,000 people uh, will die. And 2 million in the U.S. Right. Yeah. 500,000 people could die in the U.K. Over 2 million could die in the United States. And this was with mitigation yes. right this was with them doing health officials Social doing what they could right to, to prevent further death now all of a sudden he's his predictions have taken quite a remarkable turn he says uh that uh it's going to take maybe two weeks or more and and, and, that's it. and he's estimating under twenty thousand dying and oh by the way he has COVID 19. yes Yes. So, so this is not some guy on the outside. Just, this is a guy who's got the virus. Mm-hmm. He's saying, hey, maybe I overshot this by like 2.4, 2.47 million. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. So well, I and, mean overstating. And right? even then you go from, you know, 500,000 people to 20,000. That's yeah. quite a revision. Absolutely. Grant. And, and so... The media is not going to want to tell you about his revision. The media doesn't want to tell you about all these drugs that are starting to show promise. They don't want to talk about that. Um, I I found a page on the UK's website from their center that basically amounts from their uh, CDC of of the UK. And and I just want to read this from their website, if that's okay. All right. Now that more is known about COVID-19, the public health bodies in the UK have reviewed the most up-to-date information about COVID-19 against the UK HCID criteria. They have determined that several uh, features have now changed. In particular, more information is available about mortality rates, low overall, and there is now greater clinical awareness and specific and sensitive laboratory tests available, the availability of which continues to increase. The Advisory Committee on Dangerous Pathogens is also of the opinion that COVID-19 should no longer be classified as an HCID. And an HCID is a high-consequence infectious disease. That is straight from the United Kingdom. Now, it's not even on the United Kingdom's homepage. It's buried on their website. And there's doom and gloom on their homepage. Because Why are you, we not just, hearing these because stories? How do you backtrack, Rand? As a politician, how do you how do you backtrack from, from from 
going all in again. 18 months shut down the world. Boris has got an issue right now because mm-hmm. they just shut the UK down two days ago for two weeks. The doctor says two weeks. <laughs> Watch early April. It's I'm not, and you. it's not even the politicians though. It's not just the politicians who won't just admit, hey, we made a mistake, uh, we shouldn't have done that. I think it's the experts, too. It's the scientists, yeah, it's no, the researchers. Yeah, sure. They have a real problem admitting well, like, whenever like, they're wrong, right? Example, in media. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. They can't just say, you know what, we made a mistake, we screwed up. Well, good on this him is, for coming back the, and actually recanting, right? I mean, so, yes, sort of, recanting kinda. in a way, right? Anyway. These were just kind of revised, uh, okay. revised statements, and, you know, a lot of people in the media I saw saying, well... Now he's taking into account social distancing. But if you read the initial report, he was taking all of these mitigation measures into account when he made his prediction. So that's still 500,000 to 20,000. I mean, that, that's not little. That's not a small error. It is amazing the difference between the left and the right. The left deals in absolute fear and the right says, let's take care of this and move on, right? right? right. And so what they have done is absolutely frightened to death people. I've talked to people in New York City and I grew up in and around New York City. They are so scared. And some of these are reasonable people. I had a guy texting me last night, a very good friend of mine who's a smart guy, saying my biggest fear is my two children are going to lose their mother and father. This is a healthy dude who's in his 40s. Wow. They're going to lose their mother and father. I'm in a building of 500 people. How can I go out? I've got to work. He's in media too, by the way. So he's buying in all of this hype. And I'm, I'm like, dude, calm down. Yeah. You're not going to die. And then they tell you, oh, well, young people are being infected in record numbers. There are some young people that are being affected, but it's not the numbers that we're seeing from senior citizens. Also, infected doesn't mean dying, some, right? Dying or having some sort. And there of are some that have died, Listen, right. but we, not in large numbers. Yeah. Come on, yeah. People have had COVID that wouldn't even know that they've had it, and they're over it already. Okay. And we're not accounting them in our, in all of our numbers exactly. of all of these people who have gotten it and the mortality over rates. It already. Those people are not I mean, counted. Come right. on, man! You wouldn't even know. you you you're too healthy. You're in shape, and you you know what you're doing. This is the same argument that's going on with all the. They, it's fear mongering, mm-hmm. because how do you backtrack? You know what it is? It's fear porn, and that's it's exactly yeah, sure, what it is. Sure. sure. Does it surprise you? Um, we we have to take a, a quick break in a minute, but does it surprise? I want to ask both of you this question. Does it surprise you? how easily people hand over their freedoms when they are run by fear. No. Does it, it doesn't I've, surprise I've you. I've warned about this for a long time, that you have sheep and you have sheep dogs. And I would say we are sheep dogs. We watch over the herd, we watch over the flock, we wanna make sure they're okay. The sheep, unfortunately, are the masses in America. And as soon as you say something frightening to them, they scatter and they get scared and they hunker down. But um, so it doesn't surprise me. And they know that. See, the left knows this and they exploit it. Yeah. And I I was I was on the phone with a Navy SEAL this morning who's in a bird's nest watching over the United Nations building in New York this morning. And we had this conversation and he said, Yaku, how easily they cower. Even the church in America, how he shut the doors down in one day. You know, people look, I really believe we're a nation that was spinning out of control in politics. Right. The, the, this fear buildup is not just COVID. It's been building since 2016. It's the Antifa movement. It's the you can't say anything, the political correctness movement. Can I look at somebody? Can I not? What's, what's, it's fear-based society that just needed, it's a straw that breaks the camel's back, guys. It just needed a tip, right? And mm-hmm. off we go. And now your friend is sitting in New York going, my kids are not going to have a father. And go, calm down, brother. Right. 
Chill. S- just slow down, slow your roll, you know, be diligent, but live life hard. And if you contract the virus, then we have help for you. We're still the greatest medical society in the world. Then we go get healthy. Do you think the guy that's laying in the ER right now, waiting for a heart transplant today in Dallas, is concerned about COVID? Come on, man. That guy's like, hey, I need a heart. I tackle COVID. Bring me a heart or a liver or the, guy, the kids at 10 that I met last week, a 10-year-old getting chemo. Mm-hmm. 10-year-old kid getting chemo. COVID's nothing. That's a walk in the park. I, I mean, say, let's get on. back to work and people tell me I need a heart. <laughs> <laughs> you have a heart. For your that's, a different, that's a different Thank issue you, for you. <laughs> for for, for your employees, you have a heart. <laughs> uh, Standing in front of this 10-year-old kid. So we are uh, discussing all of, uh, you know, what's going on with coronavirus and when we can get the economy back into shape. Meanwhile, of course, the Senate passed the coronavirus relief bill. Um, I had Chad Prather and Jesse Kelly on yesterday. Both of them were fired up about the passage of the bill solely because they, you know, Republicans went along with all of this additional pork that they should not have gone along with, uh, regardless of, you know, what else was in it. Um, They thought their thoughts were that the Republicans should have stood their ground. Want to play for you very quickly a a, a clip of Nancy Pelosi talking to uh, Dana Bash on CNN. And I have a list. I have a list here of I'm not sure that it's exhaustive, but I have a list of some of the things that were put in this bill that had nothing to do with the coronavirus relief. But here's Nancy Pelosi telling you that, no, of co- I mean, everything that was in this bill was obviously uh, had to do with COVID-19. Watch. What is remaining that you want changed? Well, I'm not going to negotiate on TV, uh, but uh, the uh, I, I want to have a unanimous consent. I want us to be able to go forward. Uh, not as, you know, it's not a bill I would have written in terms of some things that relate to family medical leave, that relate to uh, worker protections, that uh, ruling on worker protections. But we that can be done administratively. We can find other ways. Not enough money for elections, etc. At this time, all of well, everything we're suggesting just relates to COVID-19. It's not about making law for the future. It's about COVID, well, except fighting COVID-19 is for the future, but I mean, it's not changing policy except as it applies here. So again, many of the, uh, many of the provisions in there have been greatly improved well, me, because of negotiation. Uh, now, obviously, if you've gone through either bill, well, the bill that they passed or the bill that uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats proposed and quickly said, oh, I guess the optics on this were really bad. We're going to go ahead and pull this bill and go with you guys' bill. Uh, Both bills included a lot of pork. I I mean, the one that the Senate passed, obviously there was less there, but still a problem, I think, in my opinion. Grant, what are your thoughts? Don't let a crisis go to good waste, Yeah, which is exactly what the Democrats exploited this crisis to get things they want. We know there's a million things in this bill that have nothing to do with Mm COVID-19. The stimulus bill is everything I am against. But here's the deal. The Republicans were in a no-win situation. Mm -hmm. Zero. There's no way they could win in this deal. I'm tired from a selfish perspective. I can't take it anymore on the 401k and my stock portfolio. I can't, right? I see the stock market's up. That's great. 
I needed the bleeding to stop. If this bill would have failed, you would have watched the decimation of even what's ever left of our 401ks. So what do you want them to do? I mean, handing out money to people? This is ridiculous. It's not what government is for. But I'm glad I'm not an elected leader to be up there making these decisions. But I needed the bleeding to stop from a very selfish perspective. Yeah. He makes a good point, Yaku, about the optics. How do you? How do the Republicans win the optics? Hundred percent. You're hundred percent. And trickles down, president down to Senate. And yes, it passed ninety six zero. But you had to get to a place to pass it. We had to. We we could have drugged. And I hear what Chad saying yesterday on the show. I, we could have drugged it out in our two three weeks. But the damage was just going to be too severe. And they know it. And it is a, a great situation to score a political hit. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I, I love some of these tweets. Nancy Pelosi you know, wants to impeach the president for withholding aid from the Ukraine, which they didn't, but she will withhold aid from the United States and all these things. They politicize everything, but we were in a corner mm-hmm. as the Republicans. We had, we had to get this thing through. And, and in the president's directive, I believe, to the Senate was... Get this passed. Mm-hmm. So there's some pork in there. She wanted a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And she's lying mm-hmm. through her teeth. Okay, she's lying. She's a liar. I mean, right? she she wanted uh, diversity quotas for corporations. It, I have a hard time understanding how that has code, to do with abortion COVID. funding. I yeah. mean, nuts. I mean, there's pork in that thing. I'm with you. That's it, I'm so against, but we needed this to pass. What makes me so angry is when they use this terminology of we need to support the workers yes. and there's too much on the companies. Now, I never say I want to be pro-business. I don't want to be pro-business. I want to be pro-free markets. Yeah. Pro-free markets means you give opportunity to businesses and it'll help the consumers out and hopefully that helps workers out. Let the, let the markets take over. They talk about helping the workers. Well, here's a, a little clue for all the leftists out there. The workers don't have jobs if there's no businesses, Yep. right? That includes the evil corporations. That includes the evil corporations. Those businesses go out of business. All those workers they want to help are out of a job. But it's talking points. It's talking points. It's not actually caring about the worker. It's not actually wanting food on the guy's table. I just want to talk about helping you. What do you mean I actually have to do something to actually help you? Well, because it sounds good. Because then you got to keep business open. The uninformed American sitting at home, yeah, I'm the worker. I need help. I need help. Well, guess what? Give me my job back. Yeah, exactly. That's how you help somebody. Give me my job back. Open up the the city. That's how you help me. Don't talk to me about food. My kids are hungry. Guy shows up yesterday, you know, our our lawn care company comes, and 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 I'm Omar, and I said, Omar, you're a champion. He looks at me, he can't even speak English, right? And I said, you're a champion. I go, I said, because you're feeding your kids. Mm-hmm. And people would look at me, Yaku, how dare you? I said, his kids need to eat. He doesn't work, they don't eat. You want to care about his kids? Mm-hmm. Let that work. Mm-hmm. Right, and his, that should be his priority. 100%. I, did a, I, did a, I, I ranted on YouTube, on my YouTube channel 100%. for about 20 minutes yesterday. And that was one of the things I said was like, I don't understand the expectation that I'm not supposed to put my family first. But my, my top priority is putting food on the table for my child. Oh my I, you're telling me that that shouldn't be my top priority? My top priority is not everyone else. Now, I can do both. I can balance both. Yeah. I can be cautious and make sure that I'm being a polite member of society. Of but don't tell me that my priority should be a whole bunch of people that I don't know. It is my family. It is my children. That's what it should be. We are very quick to thank the medical professionals, the police and, and firemen. And I am grateful mm-hmm. to all those people. Mm-hmm. But those people get paid to be there in a crisis situation. It's their job. They got into it for that. And they willingly, and God bless them for willingly getting into it. 
We need to be thanking the people who stock the grocery shelves. Yes. yes. We need to be truck thanking drivers. the, the, the truck drivers. I got truck drivers. Food I got nine trucks on the road. Those men, God bless them. They get in that truck every day and they venture out and they got to stop in truck stops. And they got to, you know, go out into the world just to make sure that your goods show up there on those grocery shelves. Mm-hmm. These are the people that we really need to be thanking because they didn't sign up for this nonsense. No. I want to talk less about the, the, the Bill Gates and these guys and more about the Doug McMillan, CEO of Walmart, and say, hey, Doug, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you that there's food. Thank you that you guys are somehow sorted out your global sourcing and somehow you're getting food on the shelves. Somehow you're, you're doing it, right? I mean, it's despicable. Yaku, you're uh, obviously, we mentioned earlier, you're a fellow at the Falkirk Center over at Liberty University. Tell us what's going on, because I heard that Liberty is in hot water because they made the announcement that people, that students are allowed to return to their dorm rooms, and I guess classes are resuming? Yeah, so here's the deal, though. Liberty's not in hot water. The the radical left would like to, again, take a situation and just fire bullets because Jerry Falwell Jr. was the first evangelical leader to endorse President Trump. And since that day, it shots fired. Now, here's the interesting fact. There's 900 students on Virginia Tech's campus. Nobody's mentioning Virginia Tech. Hmm. There's 1,200 students today, right now, on the Liberty campus. They're adhering to every single quarantine rule. The rule says 10 people per building, nine people per per building. Hmm. There's signage everywhere, more security. I mean, they're going above and beyond. But here's, here's the kicker. 700 of the 1,200 students on Liberty's campus are international students. They can't leave the country. That's their home. Huh. The dorm is yeah. their home. Where, where are they going to go where if they get send, kicked out? Yeah. Where are you going to send them? Wow. This is home. Liberty is doing an incredible job going above and beyond. And I make this statement. If you were a kid who went on spring break to the beach and you contracted the virus, should we send that kid to, to mom and dad who's in their 50s? Right. Or should we rather have him in his dorm room where he's safer and everybody's safer than everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's ridiculous. It's a shot fired at the president through you know, one of his surrogates, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Falwell. Because if you want to fire at Liberty, then fire at Virginia Tech. Right. Come on. Well, I'm sorry. Are you saying that the media doesn't have objective standards? That's what I'm saying, Sarah. Oh Can you believe God. it? I can't. I- I'm we're in, too, a, new, I, we're I'm in a new era. I, we have to take a break. I'm too shocked. I need to recover. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> slipping yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, so 700 crazy. students. I had no idea Virginia Tech. A woman has now come forward and accused Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden of sexual assault in 1993. When he was a senator, she worked for him as a staff assistant. Her name is Tara Reid. She uh, revealed these alleged graphic details with podcaster Katie Harper. Now, she said that she was sent to rush a gym bag to then-Senator Joe Biden uh, when he accosted her in a side area and, quote, ele- or, and, quote, sexually assaulted her. She said, we were alone. It was the strangest thing. There was no exchange, really. He just had me up against the wall. His hands were on me and underneath my clothes. Uh, she also said that he was kissing her during the assault and asked her if she wanted to go, quote, somewhere else. Uh, and then afterwards, she claims that he said to her, quote, Come on, man. I heard you liked me. Um, And that afterwards she was trying to figure out what she should do or what she should say. Now, obviously, you know, I use the term alleged in this pretty heavily 
We don't know if this is true. We've been down this road with, you know, most recently Kavanaugh, and we've seen the damage that the Me Too movement has done to, you know, the, the credibility of people who have actually survived sexual assault. However, if we're going to, you know, make people accountable to their own standards, I would just like to point out that back in 2018, when all of this Brett Kavanaugh stuff was going on, Joe Biden himself did say women's claims of sexual assault should be presumed to be true, which I would imagine he's probably uh, hit kicking himself for saying at this particular moment in time. Um, now, Grant, like I said, I'm not one to say, oh, someone said it, therefore it must be true. But it is interesting seeing these double standards that they have turned back on them. So this is where when you do not believe in the Constitution, it comes back to bite you right in the ass, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so Joe Biden says you got to believe all accusations. Well, in this country, last I checked, you're presumed innocent yep. until proven guilty. Yep. So now he's got to deal with that. I don't ever want to be a hypocrite on these things because I defended President Trump pretty staunchly on these. I'd say, you know, you got to look at where the victim's coming from. Is she a Bernie Sa a Sanders supporter? Or is she a Trump supporter? Who, what, what's her motivations in, in, in all of this? So you, you look at that and then take it and see where it goes. But you raised the point during commercial break that she went to the Me Too movement mm -hmm. and asked for help in this. And the Me Too movement said... No. Yeah, they <laughs> no. They said no because well, it's not just a no. Yeah. It's the reason for no. Right, it's, because uh, Joe Biden is running for president and we don't want to risk losing our nonprofit status. What? So we're yeah. not going I mean, this to is, help you with the fund. Exactly. This is what this we is talk about. This is the legal team. This is the legal team. It's liberal hypocrisy uh, at its yeah. absolute worst. Yeah. That's the whole story here. Yeah, look, the, the Me, Me Too, Too movement's movement, a sham. The Me Too movement was healthy for about two weeks and then it got hijacked. and it got, The way we build sex trafficking cases is... You build it layer by layer by layer, like law enforcement. It, it's like a it, it's like a CSI case. There's just too much of Joe Biden groping and doing weird things with women historically to just completely dismiss this. Layer that on top of him saying you should believe her. Layer it on top of the legal team at Me Too not wanting to take the case because he's the political candidate. Now there's something here. You are innocent until proven guilty, but that's not the law they've lived by when the shoe was on the other foot. That's right. And that's what's so frustrating. Yes. And, that, but, and then it becomes, okay, well, which standard do you now have, right? Do you, do you say, okay, we've, you guys get to live and die by your own standards, or do you have some grace and say, okay, now do you realize that your standards are unacceptable, and are you willing to accept the fact that that's not the way that we should live our lives? It's hard, right? It's like the devil and the angel on your side. But shoulder. either way, it's good, it's good for our side. Because if you take the high road, which I think we should, because we can't be hypocrites, we're going to say law and order prevails. Joe, you're innocent in this until proven guilty. Now, I've got my own personal opinion off camera what will happen with that, okay? <laughs> we have to run that course. Mm -hmm. That's good for us. If you decide to run the other course and go, no, sorry, buddy, now you live by what also works out for, for, you know, for the conservative movement. Mm -hmm. but, but let's take the high road. Look, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden is creepy. Yeah. I know that he's too handsy There's with too women. Yeah. I know evidence. that he, you know, loves to kiss people on the cheek in strange ways and, and have little boys play with his with his leg hair, <laughs> self-admitted. <laughs> they call him creepy Joe for a reason. Mm -hmm. 
Would I have ever thought that he pushed somebody up against the wall? Now, truth is, I don't think I would have actually yeah. thought that he would have done that. But this doesn't help him. This does not In help any him. Any way you slice this. Now, again, if it is a furtherless claim, that's disgusting because that hurts women. Right. That hurts real victims. It, this doesn't help. So I pray but th- this, this actually has, has merit because if it doesn't, it further goes into the narrative of, see, all women just cry wolf, which is also not true. Yeah. The legitimate... Me Too movement, that if women really are scared to come forward and someone course, is abusing them, course. That, that we have to all stand behind them. 100%. Are and and hold the idiots that are acting like that yeah, well, accountable. Yeah. That's not what the Me Too movement really but is. But it's about. not. It's and so this is proof. The fact that she goes there, asks for help, needs help in bringing this to, to light, and they say, oh, no, we can't do this. He's running for president. Come on. If she came to him about Donald Trump, who's also running for president, what do you think they would have done? They would be honored like white on rice. Jumped on it. I call it stink on you know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you make of, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the convention, which, by the way, neither party's convention has been canceled. Mm -hmm. Everything else in the entire country has been canceled. Yeah, we can't go out and do anything for months and months and months. Everything is getting canceled. Somehow, magically, the convention not been canceled yet for either side. But what do you make of the rumor that uh, there are some people in the Democrat Party who are kind of trying to gear Andrew Cuomo up to take swoop in and take Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's place? So, uh, again, don't let a crisis go unexploited, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure Andrew Cuomo would love to just oh, swoop in. Lord. But what this proves to me, and you're going to see this call come even forward even more. Once impeachment backfired, now COVID-19 crisis, which they're trying to exploit. They're trying, not not false, yeah. but they're trying to exploit against President Trump. Yeah. Guess what? It's backfiring. His approval ratings are now reaching oh. record levels. He is a wartime president. Nobody blames President Trump oh. for COVID-19. So now they're freaking out. Holy cow. What do we the do? The next plan to exploit COVID-19 to take out President Trump isn't working. What do we do? So nothing. Andrew Col- Cuomo's their, their great white horse? Savior, yeah. Give me a break. Look, I, it's hard to go lower than Joe. Okay? But that's lower. <laughs> For the American people, that's lower than Joe. That guy is destroying everything he touches. Cuomo is, that's, that's a... Yes, you know, go ahead. My parents live in New York, and they travel. They're, they're blessed enough they can, tr- they can travel up until this nonsense. Right. My father goes to get his global entry card renewed, but he lives in New York. He can't get global entry. Do you know why? Because the state of New York legislature passed a law that we're not sharing criminal records with the federal government for their sanctuary city yep. bullcorn. So now nobody in New York can get global entry. Exactly. They stuck it to the people who live there just to <laughs> make their people, point no, to let criminals run free. And, and then wow. we release criminals December 31st, right? Pedophiles on the street. We're releasing criminals now. We, 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 no police in the subways. Lawless, you want to run this guy? Mm. Come on. Why don't you let him and Joe run together as a pair and we beat both of them at the same time? And I don't, I'm not disputing what you're saying when you actually look at his policies and what he has done and how he has treated his own constituents. But I just worry that he will be the guy that all the Democrats will have been pining for, meaning he actually knows where he is on any given day. You mean just because he can put a sentence together? Yes, I do. Because that's what they need right now. That's all, I feel like that's all that they need right now. They're hiding Joe at the moment. They're hiding. I know, there's a reason for that. He doesn't recognize his wife. He doesn't, I, know. I mean, does he know he's Joe? I mean, he's running for Look, Today I heard the governor of New York, Cuomo, 
say that the stimulus didn't go far enough, that he was so angry about the stimulus package and that it, did, it didn't help me. Are you kidding me? Two trillion dollars? How much more do you want? Yeah. It does, no, I've said it. Trump can himself, President Trump, the President Donald J. Trump tomorrow can find the cure for cancer himself. Right? And they would blame him for it somehow. Oh, they would blame him. I see where you're going. It would be great if he could. Sad, but, but they would blame him for it. Blame Back him. in a minute. No, Cuomo. I, I, I agree. No, I agree Cuomo. with you. He's, he's Cuomo awful. signed the bill to seal 40 names on the Epstein list. Attorney General Bill Barr has signed a statement of interest arguing against a policy allowing transgender athletes to compete in Connecticut high school sports as the gender with which they identify. Uh, so he is obviously he's saying he's agreeing with the fact that maybe we should let science dictate uh, when it comes to different sports. Uh, I know that the the female's attorney said males will always have inherent physical advantages over comparably talented and trained girls. That's the reason we have girls' sports in the first place. And a male's belief about his gender doesn't eliminate those advantages. I found myself reading that, and I wanted to stand up and be like, yes, that's a great, that's the reason we have freaking girls' sports in of the course, first place. Right. Of <laughs> Why have we divided it this entire time if gender is a social construct and there's no differences between male or female's bodies? Here's what's going to happen. If this happens in Connecticut, which the governor wants to happen, and I'm behind Bill Barr for this, you fight that yeah. to, to death because here's what's going to happen. You're going to put girls in Connecticut back into Stonehenge. They're going to stop competing. They're going to stop dreaming and doing things mm -hmm. he, because all of a sudden, now what do I do? F four Johnnies just took my position on the soccer team, mm -hmm. right? I can't compete with that. This is what's going to happen. The, women should be in uproar in Connecticut over this, going, wait a minute, we have women's sports for a reason. We're going to compete with each other. But you can't just in fairy, fairyland take Grant's physical advantages over you as far as strength in, in no, this, you see, he points to me. I do. I do. I do. I'm a goner <laughs> if I have to go up against you. Professional football no. player pointed it, to not me. With in, no, no, but I, listen, not with no intellect. With well, intellect. the only other competition was me. So. Listen, with intellect, you got him, okay? You got him. With looks, you got him. <laughs> no, but this cases. is what's going to happen, though. You're telling young girls in that state that, sorry, we're not looking out for you. That's what you're saying. We're not going to look out for you. You can't measure up. So you're a failure. So stop trying. That's what's going to happen. And so I'm behind. But now this is the attorney general of the United States. Mm -hmm. so it's a pretty bold statement, right? Yeah, that's a that's Getting a shot involved. across the bow saying, hey, wait a minute. I'm standing for something. So I I commend him. He's going to get attacked for it. I know he is going to go. Why are you meddling in the in the state? And why are you coming? Somebody's got to do something because it's out of control. Yeah. I mean, the good news is I don't think Bill Barr cares if he gets attacked at this no, point. No, he's, got, no, he's gotten attacked so much no. already. He's like, yeah, screw you guys. I'm just going to do you what know, I think is right. I went to prove Yako's point because I work out a lot, right? I'm trying to, so I, I bench press up a height, 365 pounds. Okay. okay? Which I think is pretty good mm -hmm. for a pushing 5'10". Yeah. What's your, what's your body weight? I weigh 182 pounds. Okay, so this guy. Okay. So, 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 so he's bench pressing so I thought, twice his I said, body weight. I said, yeah. you know what? Maybe that could be the women's world record, right? As my little guy yeah. versus women. But I was, I was wrong. Oh. Hugdai Hildeborg. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, from Norway, lifted 499 pounds bench Whoa. press. So clearly I couldn't compete against her. Yeah, but you could be, number, yeah, but but you you could be number three in the you world. Could, I'd number be number three you in the world. You've got medal in right. the Olympics. <laughs> exactly. Right. No, come on. Come on. Man. She's been working a long time for that yeah. record. Right. She All has. right. Yeah, but but could you imagine a, now you get some trans strongest man in the world competition coming against her? No, come on. This is, could, could a woman compete in the NFL today? Let, let me tell you this right now. We have women's, the, the, the Women's Football League. And I'm going to tell you, some women would say I'm tough. I am just telling you, speed, period, speed kills, right? So by speed alone, no. Mm-hmm. And world records show you. Flo Joe, fastest woman in history. Bolt, you can't measure up, so no. And the physical abuse, the woman's body, physically, if you just understand the woman's hips, your hips, yeah. your hips move and shift. Men's don't the way yours do. Mm. You, you'll, the bo- a woman's body breaks down in physical combat, not because women are not emotionally strong, wasn't designed for football. Now, women play football, more power to them, but not in the NFL. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference on a girl who's chasing you, right, that weighs 260 pounds and some semi-sumo 365-pound monster that runs a five-second 40. Right. What's going to happen if that hits a woman? I mean, come on. That's abuse. Mm-hmm. That, that's like back in the gladiator days. Let's throw a woman into the cage of women. Now, it's sickness. Bill Barr, hunt them down. Stand for the women. They'll celebrate you in Connecticut. It's just, it's so curious to me. And I wonder if the left will, well, I should say women on the left, will ever have an awakening that, hey, this is not, these, these people have completely thrown you to the wolves. They've completely uh-huh. disregarded you uh, and prioritized cool. another special interest group. They don't care about you. This, this is a prime example. They don't care about you. They'd rather put you in danger, have MMA fighters, some transgender right. woman oh, beating the crap out of someone and breaking their skull. Maybe we need to forget about the governor of Connecticut and all the liberals pushing this and go to the transgender athlete and look them straight in the eye and say, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? You're a man trying to compete against women. And ask them, how do you think that's fair right right now? You're gonna go play track? You're gonna go wrestle? I mean, this is is insane. You you know, maybe what we should do, maybe what we should do, and this is Yaku speaking, right? Maybe we should do, if it's a combat kind of thing, like wrestling, track, it's a little different. But if it's a combat thing, go, go against the women. Go, go win. But we're signing a clause. If you win there, you come against the boys. Yako and me. I beat the living snot out of you. I mean, this is unacceptable. I mean, no, come on, man. They're they're abandoning women. And the women on the left are so deceived. They're they're literally, their rights are taken from them. And they go, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's crazy. For the sake of parties. Yeah. For the sake of, you know, the movement, I guess. It's the sheep out there. All right, back in a minute. But no, but you made a point. Did you see the MMA fighter that f- fought against the woman? All right. Uh, yesterday's poll, will the coronavirus be the biggest issue in the 2020 election? 52 per- No, 51% of you said yes. I'm trying to round up here. 51% of you said yes. 49% of you said no. Pretty evenly split there. I think it's hard to differentiate between the coronavirus and the economy, knowing that the coronavirus is going to affect the economy. But today's poll, who would win in a fight? Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, or Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> like fist fight? Oh, Corn, yeah, a fight. A, a, a like fisticuffs fight. 
This is really the poll? Yeah. This is legit. Right, okay. It's, yes, it's a poll. We're well, all in quarantine. I, I would, yes, it's I, a poll. I, I mean, look, I love Trump. I, I want him to win. I'm sure he could beat Biden and, and Sanders. But So I, I would vote for Corn Pop, but I'm not sure Corn Pop's real. So <laughs> so if he doesn't exist, how does he, he win? win? No, so Casper I'm going with the Trump. ghost. Okay. Corn, corn Pop can't be fighting. Corn, <laughs> who's Corn? The chain. He had a chain. Corn Pop chain. He needs no, the chain to It's win. Trump. It's weight Trump. advantage. Trump's it a heavyweight. Otherwise, I'm middleweight. Trump Which the energy. left won't let you forget. Yeah, he's He's, right. He weighs so much. Hey, I got it before we before we go. I got to let you guys know you are on a very special episode. Oh. It is our 500 hey. episode. Yay. And we're corona doing it. Corona fist bump. Yes, corona, corona fist bump. Fist These bump. are, you don't Congratulations to you. Great show. You're amazing. Everybody. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.